Hey, what's going on guys? This is Brian Mark. And if you want to create a life with more money, more meaning and more freedom, you have to listen to the shit you don't learn podcast with my good friend Xander Fryer. How's it going? I'm Xander Fryer, just another millennial corporate dropout turned entrepreneur. Since quitting my day job as an engineer just over four years ago, I built a multi-million dollar coaching business, mentoring seven-figure business owners, professional athletes, award-winning musicians, Hollywood actors, best-selling authors, and hundreds of aspiring entrepreneurs. I truly believe that when we couple the right knowledge with a strong desire for action, anything is possible. But most of us are never given the right knowledge, the shit you don't learn in college. The Sidlik Podcast shares interviews from the world's most successful people in business, finance, sports, health, and entertainment in order to help you live a life filled with more money, more meaning, and more freedom than you ever thought possible. Get ready to learn the shit you don't learn in college. All right. How's it going, everybody? Xander Fryer back with another great episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College here. On today's episode, we got my good friend, Brian Mark. He's a fitness business mentor who built a successful PT business back in 2016, grew that through 2018, and then switched to helping other PTs take their businesses online. Now he's helped over 1,000 trainers grow their online fitness businesses and is on track to do over $6 million in business this year alone. Guys, you, you are not going to want to miss this. He brings some serious energy. I swear he is the next Gary V. He's also got an Apple uh, Top 50 podcast right now. So make sure you listen in. Uh, in this episode, you're going to learn how Netflix and chill almost killed Brian, how to never half-ass anything in your life and how to always give your full ass. You're going to learn the importance of respecting time and death and that how that allows you to show up every single day. And the big mental shift that allowed Brian to start loving stress rather than running from it. And don't forget, we only spread our message when you share this knowledge with others that need it. So if you enjoy this episode, please share it on your social and tag at Xander Fryer. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star rating so you don't miss another great episode. Every five-star rating we get, we plant one tree in Madagascar and donate one year of e-learning to a kid in India. So when you give us a review, you give back too. All right. How's it going, everybody? Xander Fryer, and we are back here with another episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. Uh, today, we've got a good buddy of mine, Brian Mark, on the show. Brian, how's it going, brother? Dude, I'm doing absolutely fantastic. I've been up since 3 in the morning. It is 2.08, so I've been three, up since- 3 in the up. morning? You might be the only person who's up before I am. Is that legal? I, I don't know, um, but I, it actually started out with like 5 in the morning, and then uh, I found that I was like working until like 8 or 9 p.m., and yeah. so I started getting up earlier because like, I like getting up early because then like I just feel like the rest of the world isn't awake. Um, yeah. So I can get all the things done that I need to get done before, you know, people start demanding yeah. things. Me, so. I, 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 that's one of my favorite things to tell people. It's like, I'm up at four in the morning, every single morning. I literally just did a podcast interview. I've woken up at four in the morning every single day for the last like four years. And, Crazy. and, and when people tell like hear that, they're like, dude, you're a fucking weirdo. Like what's wrong with you? But part of it is like every time it started off at like six and then it was like 530, then it was five, then it was 430, then it was. And it's like every time it got like 30 minutes earlier, I was like accomplishing more and more before everybody else woke up. And I just felt like a better human being. Dude. Yes. So, yes, I love that. And I also get like some sort of like there's like something like sick and twisted in my mind where like 
I know that not very many people are willing to wake up that early. And so yeah. I do it because I like having an edge on people. And like, even yeah. if it's like a slight edge, like just like for me, it's like the mentality, like I know that like very few people are willing, it's actually 3.15, I lied, but very few <laughs> people are willing to wake up at 3.15 in the morning. And so I do it every single day, Monday to Friday, because I feel like it gives me that slight edge and like makes me like one step. Like I'm all, like, by the time you wake up, I've already posted on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and TikTok. Dude, like you don't, like you, don't you don't gotta be a dick about it, all right? By the way, I like to. It's it's actually 345. So my alarm is set for four, oh, but I have okay. sunrise sunrise alarms. So I'm up yeah. 15 minutes before it actually goes off every morning. All so right, you only uh, got 30 minutes on me, man. You only got 30 minutes on me. <laughs> um but, but I, I I love what you just said about that because you know, obviously this, you know, the shit you don't learn in college podcasts, a lot of what we talk about here is is success, right? Yeah. You know, and, and what it means to be successful, what success is. Um but, uh, uh, you know, one of my mentors, Craig Ballantyne, um, you know, one of the things he always talks about is like, if you actually define success, like what is the definition of success? And if you think about it, it's really a relative term, but mm -hmm. relatively success is accomplishing something that most other people can't or won't accomplish, mm -hmm. right? Whether that's in love or in impact or in money or whatever mm -hmm. it, it might be, success is an, is an extraordinary accomplishment uh, mm. of, you know, some area of life. And mm. so what you just mentioned is like, well, you know, if most people aren't willing to wake up at three or three fifteen, like you're mm. going to accomplish things that most people aren't going to be able to do. Right. Mm. I love that definition. I think that like, it's funny because when we think about like the industries that we're in, like we're in, uh, you know, we're trying to, I think most of the people, I don't know if, uh, I think most of the people listening to this are like, if you want to build a business or you want to do something that stands out, you want to be like build a brand. Um, you got to think about it like this, like, 80% of businesses like break even or lose money. Let's just start there. And yeah. so even just to get into the business industry in itself, like you've got to know that like you're coming into a field where like, if there's like a high percentage of failure. And so four, for out, of, me, four out of five people, four out of five. Yeah. We'll it's fail. like, we'll fail. And that's super crazy for me. And so success for me, like I love your definition is like accomplishing something that's like extraordinary. I would define success as like getting exactly what you want. Yeah. And so for like, for me, if like, if I'm running a coaching business and my goal is to get to like a million dollars a year, like success for me is like when I actually get there. And yeah. so I think that like knowing for me, it's like knowing in advance that like there is a chance that I would fail yeah. and like, and having that reality, like sit in my mind, like that's actually what does get me up. Like I have my vision board right behind me right now. And like the things on my vision board, I'm so committed to accomplishing and I don't want to like get to like the, the, the end destination, whether that be like the end of the year or like the, like the end of my life is like, let's just go extreme and know that I didn't play like full speed. Yeah. You know? And so getting myself to get up at three fifteen every single morning, like at least I know that like I gave my very best every single day. You, you know, like, 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 like you mentioned, success is hitting that outcome, but sometimes the only thing that you can control is the level of effort that you put in. Right. Mm. And if you're waking up at three fifteen every morning, you know, you're going to put that effort in. I think, um, you know, J John Wooden has like that famous quote. He says, you know, you, you think that if you show up at 70% today, you can make up for it tomorrow by showing up at 130%. Mm. Well, you can't right? that 30% mm. that you didn't show up today. That's gone forever. Mm. Right. And mm. so making, making sure that you show up every day. I love, I love that, man. Dude, I want to um, jump in on that for a second, actually. Before sure, we go, go for it. Like, I think that like um, that, like I, I always talk about how I think it's funny how human beings have this like mindset behind like conservation of energy, right? Yeah. It's like people are trying to conserve their energy. It's like, but like for what? It's like, what are you conserving your energy for? 
they like don't want to go full speed in the gym because they need to conserve their energy for when they get home. And then they don't want to go full speed at work because they need to conserve their, it's like, but what are you conserving your energy for? Um, I was talking to one of my clients about this morning because I was up at, you know, 3.15. I met my client at the gym at 5. And by 6 a.m., I have a videographer following me around the gym filming content for my TikToks. And my client was like, bro, like, you were like, like, and like the way that I work out is very intense. He's like, bro, you are like all in with everything you do. I'm like, I don't have another gear. Like, yeah. I don't have like gear two. And I don't understand how people don't play full speed at all. Like, you, at you, all. Know, you know why it is, right? No, tell me. <laughs> tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me why. Tell me why. So, 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 I'll, I'll, this this will be education for everybody. We're actually evolutionarily programmed. So maybe maybe everybody except Brian. We are most most of us are evolutionarily programmed uh, to inherently be lazy and conserve energy oh. because so evolutionarily, what happens? We're the only animal species that has a brain this big compared to our body, and you know you're in, you're in you know, the, the, you know, health space, or you've been in the health space, like what percent of, what percent of energy is consumed by your brain compared mm. to the rest of your body? It's somewhere between 20 to 40% of your mm. energy is consumed by, you know, something that takes up 5% of physical space, mm. right? So basically what happened evolutionarily is to prevent us as evolutionary man from dying, we have these mechanisms in our brain that cause us to conserve energy and turn off our brain. This is why, you know, we do everything in our power to Netflix and chill, right? Because it's, it, we're literally programmed to be all, everybody but Brian. Let me make sure that that is clear. <laughs> everybody but Brian is evolutionarily programmed to Netflix and chill rather mm -hmm. than wake up at three in the morning with, you know, murder mode on. You're like, that's the, that's the only mode, yeah. right? Dude, can I, can I be honest? That's, that's super yes. funny. I love that. Um, I actually, uh, I, I, I don't view myself, like, I don't view myself as an anomaly. I view myself as like lucky because, so because the only reason I'm like this now is cause like, like seven years ago, I almost lost my life to a drug addiction. So, so I was, I was going to ask you, how did you, cause I, I don't think any of us are lucky. I don't think any of us, like we're not born this way. It always happens some way. Something has yeah. to happen. So talk to me about that. So for me, like, I, I love that you said that, dude, because like, I think my whole life I've been Netflix and chilling. <laughs> like, I Netflix and chilled my whole way through most of my life. And like when I was, um, so at 21, 22 years old, I think I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but it was like, I wanted to, but I didn't. So I was the type of entrepreneur that would post on my social media that, you know, I'm running my own business and that I'm doing all these things. But like, if you looked at my bank account, like it looked like I was like, you know, it, it, my bank account looked like I was working a nine to five. Let's just yeah, say that. Yeah. Um, I was bartending and then I'd make money and then I'd spend all my money on like alcohol and drugs straight up. Like at 21, yeah. 22 years old, I was just drinking and partying. So I, I Netflix and chilled my way in, into a drug addiction. Yeah. And I think that like for me, like I was Everybody like, paying attention. That's right. Netflix and chill is a gateway drug. Like, it, is, <laughs> yeah. it has been confirmed now. So, <laughs> yeah. so like, but I think that so, so a lot of people don't go to the drug addiction, but a lot of people will like quote unquote Netflix and chill themselves into being 50 pounds overweight. Yeah, there's like Netflix drugs is one drugs. addiction, like right. food is another addiction. Their comfort another is an addiction. Like, and people will Netflix and chill themselves into like uh, like a terrible relationship because they're like they're always 100%. relationship on the back burner. So like, I think that like this whole conservation of energy mindset is what led me to like doing substances over and over and over again. And so like, I'm when I say I'm lucky, like I really do think that like I don't believe in luck, but like. For like some reason, like I, I, I had this drug addiction and, you know, there was a person that, you know, I owed money to and he actually told me that he was going to like come quote unquote deal with me. And I count myself lucky because for whatever reason, like I told him where I was and he never came. 
Yeah. And like, I don't know if that's luck or like the universe or whatever, but like, that was the moment that I was like, okay, like, like I was, I sat in this, like this, one this spot this dude and I'm like, like something, like I need to do something radically different or like, I'm going to like, I'm going to be in jail. Or I'm going to be dead. And so like, that was the moment that I started building and that was seven and a half, eight years ago now. And like, from that moment, like I like haven't stopped. Like there's yeah. been like adversities where, you know, like I'll go through roadblocks and, 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 and diversions, but like my mentality behind, like I must succeed, like hasn't stopped since that day because it's like, it was like, I was given like a second win. And at first yeah. it was like, I almost like needed to like prove to myself that I wasn't a bad person. Yep. And then over time it became about so much more than that. Now I've got like 815 students that are looking up to me. I got my own podcast that I produced over 400, like 385 episodes for. So like it's so much bigger than just me now, but I think yeah. that like, I'm lucky that I like got through the adversity and I was given a second chance. And now it's like, I just don't take anything for granted. And that's why I get up at 315. So let me, let me, let me, I want to, I want to dig into that for a little bit, because one of the things that I think you do very uniquely as an entrepreneur that I love, because obviously we know, you know, I know, I know hundreds of successful people that make seven figures, eight figures, nine figures, billion dollars, right? One of the things that's very hard to find is, is the way that you show up. Yes, you show up and you work your ass off, but you show up, you work your ass off and you do it the whole time having fun. Like you, like I've never seen you not have fun. So it, cool. it, yes, it is. Yeah. It is about like accomplishing all this crazy shit. And mm -hmm. like, you know, every time I talk to you, you've got a new outrageous, crazy goal. You might be the only person that I think is actually crazier than I am, which I love. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, you do it having a blast along the way. Yeah. You stress yourself and you push yourself to go hit this crazy goal, but then you smile and have fun the whole time. Like, tell mm -hmm. me how that came to be. That's a good question. Um, well, I do have, uh, I think that, okay, so that's a great question, actually. Um, for me, I think that there's three, there's actually two, just two answers. Number one is like, I'm super, super fucking passionate about what I do. Like, yeah. I like, love what I do. Like, I don't yeah. know, like, I, I've been super passionate about fitness my whole life. And so fitness for me was always like a, a massive passion. And then I was a fitness coach for four years. And then getting to coach personal trainers, how to coach people, how to be more fit is like, I just like, I vibe with it so hard yeah. and it's like so easy. For you're me you're now creating this massive ripple effect. Yes. Like, I love yeah. it. I'm like, and I'm like the center of it and it's like my ecosystem and I just like love it. So like, yeah. that's number one. And then number two is like, I think that my life is a series of like health, wealth and relationships. And so I like, of course, like as an entrepreneur, I think it's really important to like be focused on acquiring more wealth. But I think that a lot of people do acquire more wealth at the expense of relationships or at the expense of their health. And for me, it's like, I'm, that's why I play full speed at everything. It's like, I want to be the, like the healthiest version of myself so that I have more energy to enjoy my success. And then I want to take care of my like intimate relationships. So I've got people to share my success with. And I also want to push myself super, super, super hard in my business so that I've got more success to like, so that I have the success to, exactly. to enjoy and to exactly. share. And yeah, exactly. So it's like playing full. And that's why I'm saying like empty the gas tank. Like that's yeah. my thing. It's like, I want to empty the tank and everything. Like when I go to the gym, like I want to like die. Like yeah. I want to leave the gym being like, yo, I crushed it. And like then I left, like, I left everything on the field. I did everything. not bring any home with me. Everything. There was There's no conservation no, of energy. I need, I need to go nap. refuel. Like I need to nap. Like that's like the level <laughs> that I want to play at. And then when I'm on, and dude, even for my weekends, bro, like my weekends are like a Saturday, Sunday, like, like on the, on the weekends, like you won't catch me looking at my phone unless I'm making stupid ass TikToks. Like that's like, cause that's yeah. my time, right? That's like my time yeah. for my relationships. 
Um, and then when I'm working on my business, I'm like all in, like I'm here for this podcast. I'm excited. Like I'm ready. I'm fully present. Like I'm all in. And so everything I do, I try to go all out. Um, and because I'm doing that, like, I just like, I'm living life like at full speed and so like that's really fucking good. Let's, yeah. Let's, let's talk about that for a second, because I, I think this is, you know, Maddie's, my wife has told me that that's one of my superpowers is like, I never half-ass anything. I'm always 100% engaged you with always whatever it is. Ass. Always full ass. Like you can never half ass anything. You always full ass. You always full um, ass. But it's like whether you're whether whether I'm in the business, I'm in the business. And as soon as I'm done with work, I'm one hundred one hundred percent present with her and at home. Right. Mm. As soon as I'm you know focusing on like personal development or growth, like she knows not to interrupt me because like I'm one hundred percent in that thing, whatever it might yeah. be. Or same thing with the gym or whatever. For somebody who's just like getting used to this concept of idea of like you know, like zero or full throttle, like mm. what, what are some things that you think that they can do to start to really get like a hundred percent present with those areas as they're in those areas? Cause I think a lot of people work, like you mentioned, work will blow to, uh, bleed over to the weekend. Their, their hangovers will bleed over into Monday morning. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's a lot of like mixed stuff. So Doug, mm. what, what advice would you give to that person? The number one piece of advice that I'd give to that person that's like bleeding into like, you know, their work's bleeding into their personal time and their personal time's bleeding into the work and their hangovers are bleeding into their work week is like, you need to respect time. Yeah. And not just like, not like you need to respect that you like only have 24 hours. And yeah. the, and I think when I say respect time, I mean that like, I think that so many people are so like that they're, they're they, they spend time so easily without understanding that like you can spend an hour of your time and you'll never get it back. And that hour of your time, you can, you can write three Instagram posts or you can watch YouTube videos for an hour and do absolutely nothing. So I think you need to respect time. And I think because people don't respect time, they're so willing to press snooze when the alarm clock goes off. But it's yeah. like that, like 30 minutes that you just wasted, like you could be at the gym already crushing your workout. And like, and if you were at the gym 30 minutes earlier, crushing your workout, you might get home so that you can connect with that ideal client that's interested in, in working with you. And you might get, you know, book that phone call because you were there at the right time to yeah. you know catch that opportunity. And you so might, you might finish work 30 minutes early and be able to spend more time with your spouse. Your and that's, that's another thing, right? It's like, because you don't respect your time while you're working, like, that's why, like, you might work for eight hours, but only get three hours of work done. And then you're working until late hours of the evening, but that eight hours, like now you're taking away time from your, from your fiance or your wife or your significant other and so that's why you need to like respect not your time but you need to respect time yeah. and respect the time is like i respect your time as well xander so i know that like i need to show up to this call fully present fully engaged because like i respect your time and i respect yeah. my time right so i think it's like developing a respect for time and knowing that you only have 24 hours and so if you're wasting your time like sleeping in or or, or watching tv when you could be studying or or when you're supposed to be working you're actually like on youtube like and doing stupid shit like that's going to take away time from other things and other areas of your life that you like might value and so being fully present in that thing that you're in is like so important and also like respect the time is like drawing boundaries like knowing that you only have 24 hours like if you spend 18 of those working then like you've got to respect the fact that you are going to sacrifice your health and you're going to sacrifice your relationships so like respecting time and being like okay i'm going to spend eight hours of time on my business and when i'm in my business i'm going to be all in yeah and i'm going to spend an hour to two hours act like working on my physical body every single day because like i know that like my body's responsible for everything and if my energy levels are low then i'm not going to perform well in my business or my, my relationships yeah, and if you don't believe that, you're listening to this and you don't believe that, look at Brian and hear him talk and it's pretty much confirmation. You take care of your body, you can show up like a motherfucker. Let's go. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. So it's respecting your time. It's like respecting time in general and knowing that you only have 24 hours. I, I love that, man. I think that's phenomenal. 
Um, let me let me ask you this because I think we we kind of talked on this a little bit, but like, you know, it, you you put a high demand and a high expectation on yourself, and that's got to create uh, a lot of stress. That's got to create a lot of strain or demand on your on your life, on your psyche, on your your mentality. Physiologically, you're you're murdering yourself in the gym. So physiologically, both physically, mentally, emotionally, you put mm. a lot of demand on yourself constantly to become a, a bigger, better person. How do you handle that stress? How do you cope with that stress? I can't cope without it. Interesting. Can you expand on that? I can't cope without it. Um. I've gone on uh, like extended vacations. Like I'm like, I, I'm full on, like I fully admit that I'm a workaholic, like hundred um, <laughs> percent. I cannot cope without it. I literally feel like I'm dying on the inside if I'm not working on myself. Like I, yeah. like, I actually feel like, like, oh my God. Where did that come from? How did, like, how does that happen? I don't know. I just like, dude, if I don't work on my business for like more than a week, like I feel like I'm literally dying on the inside. I'm dead serious. I don't know. I don't like, I wish like I had a better answer for you. Like I like, I need the pressure because if you think about like going to the gym and what actually going to the gym is like going to the gym is like, you're putting your body through resistance and through putting your body through resistance and, and putting on like heavier loads over time, your body adapts and you grow to grows. You create muscle. Yeah. Right. And so I view my life like that. Like I view like, like even overwhelmed, dude, like there's been periods of time, like, so right now I'm running a seven figure online business. Uh, I just purchased a gym and I'm getting married. And so like, there's been periods of time this year where like, I was like, I worked 16 hours a day and I still didn't get everything done. And I like felt the overwhelm and I like, love it, bro. Like, I like, yeah. I love it. Like, I'm like, I'm like, I feel the pressure and I'm like, oh, like, it's like exciting for me it's, because you've, know you've created, you've created this, this belief, which is it, it, you know, it's different from what most people believe. Most people believe stress is a bad thing. Mm. Right. And what you just described to me is you've created an association with stress and growth, mm-hmm. like stress and success. Uh, and it's, mm-hmm. you know, and, and because stress, I think stress has a very negative connotation around, uh, you know, uh, anxiety and heart disease and reality mm. is it's actually worry is the problem. Mm. Stress is not the problem. Worry creating. I've never heard it like that, but I love that. Yeah. We're like stress, like you need stress to, you stress a muscle time under tension. It creates growth. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. stress yourself, uh, stretch and stress yourself emotionally and mm-hmm. you will create a bigger, better version of you that can have stronger relationships, better communication. Mm-hmm. You stretch yourself in your business and you're going to have a growing business. Like mm-hmm. they're, they're all synonymous, but most people think that stress, the connotation of stress is actually worry, but mm-hmm. that's actually something totally different. Dude, I, I think that, uh, you know, what's funny is what we talked about why I get up at 315 in the morning yeah. it's because I like having a slight edge on people. That's the same reason why I like being overwhelmed and stressed as hell, because I know that most people, somebody else is going to stop there. They always stop. Yeah. And I know that like when it's like when shit's hitting the fan and like, every, dude, COVID happened, right? COVID is like the definition of like shit hits the fan. When, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not, when COVID happened, I was excited. I'm not even yeah. like. That might sound crazy, but like, no, I'm like, I'm, I'm right there with you. It was like someone, I had, I had an interview for, for Inc. And when they, t- they asked me like, how do you feel about COVID? I was like, great. They were like, what, why? I was like, because you know, in, in every, every time of change, there's hardship and opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I know mm-hmm. that I'm better at coping with change than the 98% of the world. Dude. So. And I think that like in every, in every situation, like this stretch of situation, like some businesses, boom, as an yeah. example, like if you like, 
like if you invested in skip the dishes or anything like that before, like that's like, that stuff, that stuff is booming right now. You know what yeah. I mean? So like there's businesses that are booming as a result of this. And so like, I just made the decision. I was like, I'm going to be a business that booms. Yeah. I'm just going to figure it out. I'm going to pivot and I'm going to like change. So like, I love stress because I know that most people like when it comes to situations like that are like, oh my God, this is so bad. But it's like, whenever think, something like this happens, like where it's like a super stressful and there's a lot of like pressure, I'm like, great. Like, I know that this is like, this is where like I'm made. And I don't think that like that came easily. I think that that came from like falling on my face and then learning that it actually <laughs> wasn't so bad, right? Yeah. Where so many people are afraid of failure. And so a little bit of stress happens or a little bit of pressure. And instead of leaning into it and failing forward, they fall backwards and they stay in there and stuck in their habits. Sure. And, and then, and then like, let's talk about shit you don't learn in college. Like, yo, like one of the things you don't learn in college is like, you need to be at the edge of your comfort zone if you really want to be successful. Yeah. Because one of the things that you said is you're like, our brain is designed to like keep us safe. And I completely agree because like, we're not like hardwired to like, our brain isn't hardwired to like be the most successful human that we can possibly be. It's hardwired to like reproduce and like make sure that we don't die. Like, yeah. Make sure you find food, shelter and reproduce. That's pretty much it. So those are your basic instincts. And so if you want to be successful, you need to live outside of your comfort zone and you need to like approach the things that like scare the piss out of you, including yeah. leaning into stressful situations and being overwhelmed and, 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 and being in situations where you're uncertain. Like that's where like, that's where the growth is. So you, you, one of the things that you pointed out is, you know, one of the reasons that you've been able to start really not, not even just embracing this, but actually seeking it is because you fell on your face and it didn't kill you. Could you, mm. could you describe to me some of the things that you've had to overcome? Because I, I don't want everybody out there to think like Brian Mark is, you know, obviously besides being almost killed because of a drug addiction, like what are mm. some of the things that you've had to overcome to get to this point of really accepting like stress and strain and discomfort as mm. like an important, not just an important part of the journey, but mandatory? Mm. Um, okay. Well, first things first is when I was running my business, um, uh, Aesthetic Nation, which was my fitness coaching business. Um, I didn't know how to run a business. So I was yeah. literally this like 24 year old kid that had six trainers working for me. And I like had all my expenses, operating expenses. And like I was taking 20% of their income and they were making 80%. So the business was literally breaking even. And I had like six trainers that were working for me. And I was like spending like all of my time serving my one-on-one -on -one clients and then mentoring all these trainers on how to serve their clients. And I was making $0 from it. And so I had like, I was basically creating these little entrepreneurs that became competition. So like, and then it, it got really confusing because like some of them were my friends and then like, they didn't want to pay me money, but I had helped them make all this money. And then it's like, yeah. And I had to like, learn, like, like I had to learn that business and friendship don't line up. And so I had to learn that the hard way. And the way that I learned it is by like losing friends that I was in business with. And so yeah. I fell flat on my face and I learned a lot of lessons there. And then through that, I was like, okay, like I need to study more about like, business and I need to learn about the back end and the operations and contracts. I need to stop being an amateur and really become a pro at this. Literally. You like, mean, you mean, I mean, they didn't, they didn't teach you this stuff in school. They didn't teach you how to run a business no, in school. No, like the only way that like, I feel like even if they took taught me, like even if I took a business course, which I didn't, um, it wouldn't have prepared me for the, the intimate like experience. What, of, what, yeah. That like what's currently going on and the, like you mentioned the intimacy of it, like it's, it's yeah. intense, it's emotional. It's very emo especially when friends are involved. And yeah. so, like I had to like learn the hard way of that. And like, if, you know, it's funny because I think that like, when we talk about like leaving your comfort zone, I think that so many people are afraid to go into business or start their own thing because they're uncertain that they, they, they don't know they I don't know enough for, you know, I need more experience or I need a degree. And like nothing that you learn in school will prepare you for what you're going to learn. It's just like, 
it's running a business is completely different. And so, yeah, I, I, I tell people like, look, you can, you can read the, you can read the textbook by Michael Phelps on how to become an Olympic swimmer. At some point you're going to have to jump in the pool and flounder. I love that. Like there's no, there's no way around it. Like you and will flounder and yeah. flounder. So yeah. I would say one of the big things was like learning how to be in business with my friends. That was one of my big failures. Um, another one of my big failures was, uh, involving my partner in my business. And so, um, I started dating a girl and then I like basically gave her uh, like a lot of control and the reins in the business. And, uh, and then we split up and it was really bad for yeah. like six months. I like resented the business, but it was like, I had to go through that before I learned that lesson. And even now, like with my fiance, like I'm going to spend the rest of my life with her, but like, she's not like intimately involved in PT Dom because it's like, I learned that lesson the hard way. So yeah. But you learn, it's like, you learn these things through, like through experience. Um, I've like had to go through a depression and, and still run my business and have 50 clients while being depressed and having to yeah. show up on my stream while I can barely get myself out of bed. Like, so it's well, like, I've okay, can that. I, can I dig into that real quickly? Cause I I've done, the, I, I think I'm one of the few people that can say like, I actually know what that's like. Cause yeah. you know, six, six months into launching my business, my best friend killed himself. And I went through a deep depression for about six mm. to nine months of, mm. you know, like guilt and shame and anger and regret and all of these things around my best friend, you know, taking his own life after I was a coach who'd helped people through PTSD and suicidal tendencies and depression and everything. Like talk, talk to me about how that happened and what happened there. So uh, it was literally in line. So it was like 2000 and uh, I think it was 2018. Um, my partner was heavily involved in my business. We'd been together for two years, a uh, year and a half, and she was living with me and you know, all my clients knew her and I had six trainers working for me at the time and I had 50 clients and then we split up and it was like a really messy breakup and, yeah. and she was still in the business. And so I removed her from the business, but then every time I worked in the business, it made me think about her. It, and I was living, yeah. You aligned that with your right. emotions of her. I was associated. And then I was living in this like shitty little basement suite, but I still had 50 clients that were paying me like $300 a month. So it's like, I couldn't not show up for these people. And yeah. so I would like cry myself to sleep and then I'd get up and I'd like, like pull myself out of bed and, and get on a live stream or do a post. And then I had six trainers that were looking up to me as a leader and they were looking for direction yeah. and guidance. And it's like, I didn't even know how to guide myself. Yeah. And so I'm like, you know, giving these people advice when I'm like, you know, like I don't want to look at myself in the mirror right now. So, and that, that happened, that was like a period of like four to six months um, of like yeah. us really kind of like the going through it. It's it's interesting you bring that up though, because like I, I remember that. I remember literally crying myself to sleep at night, waking up, crying for 30 straight minutes, and then somehow pulling myself out of bed and walking to my to my office and just going. And I I almost feel like the simple fact that I was willing to ball my eyes out and get some of it out, mm. like is what allowed me to show up for people. Cause a lot of people would be like, you know, just suck it up and get going. But I was like, I was like I was depressed. I was heartbroken. Mm. I was everything. So like, I couldn't not cry myself to sleep. Right. Mm. And I actually feel like that was almost like cathartic. And that's what let me like continue doing it. Did you notice that at all? Or was that? Dude? Yeah. I think, I think for me, I, 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 so I, I totally respect that you did that. And I think I wish I would have done that. I think for me, I was in denial. And yeah. so I think it was like harder for me because I was almost like, I was the dude that was like, Oh, like I need like, Oh, like this isn't happening. And then, but then yeah. it would hit me that it was happening and I'd be sad. And then I'd be like mad at myself that I wasn't letting that you it were, happen. You're feeling sad. Then you were mad at yourself. For mad feeling at sad. For being sad. And then I was like, you need to like step the fuck up and be a man. And then I'd get my like mojo for like, you know, an hour. And then I'd go back to cry. It's like, you know, so I was like, I almost yeah. stayed in it for a little bit longer than I should have because I was unwilling to process it. But now like understanding, like, and now like, let's talk about emotions because I think it's important. Um, 
when you're running a business, I'm, I'm sorry, Brian, we're not going to be able to continue this conversation. Men don't talk about emotions. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just yeah, so but, you're, just so you're aware. But I think that like when you're running a business, emotional intelligence is, is so important and being yeah. able to like really, really know yourself. And now that I like, now I know that when, you know, I'm going through something, it's so important to make sure that I actually process it. And another thing that we haven't talked about Xander uh, in this podcast, and, and I think it's important is, is the importance of governing your own emotional state. And so I think one of the things that makes me an elite performer that we haven't had a conversation about, is like, I have a 30 minute morning routine every morning that I haven't missed in two years. Yeah. Like every morning I wake up at 3.15 and the first thing that I do is I do 10 minutes of like stretching and listening to a success motivation track that I find on YouTube. So 10 minutes of stretching, listening to success motivation. And then right after that, I do 10 minutes. I set a timer on my iPhone and I write down gratitudes for 10 minutes straight. Some of my gratitudes include like, I make $10 million in 2021. Uh, I'm better than Gary Vaynerchuk. I said it on your podcast. That's my like affirmation. It's, it's official. It's yeah, official. I mean, Thousands it. of people are going to listen to this and you're, you're it. it's, it's Dude, done now. That's what I'm shooting for. Like that's it's in like the, the ether. Yeah. What's that? It's in the ether. It can't be undone, Dude. man. I know that's I, it's okay because I'm not afraid of like saying, I think that a lot of people are afraid of like admitting what their actual ambitions are, but I'm not like, I'm very, I know exactly what I want. And like, I want to have a legacy as big as Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah. So these are my affirmations that I write I down. Think a lot of people are scared of that because they think if I say this, then I have to go after it, which makes me uncomfortable where someone like you, you're like, I'm saying this because it's going to force me to make myself uncomfortable. Dude, I love it. Like, I like, I think that I was afraid of it because it's almost like I didn't want people to look at me and be like, who does this guy think he is? But like, it's almost like now that I'm so far into my business, like, I want you to doubt me so that like in a few years, like, you'll be like, oh, he fucking, he did it. Yeah. So 10 minutes of success motivation, 10 minutes of affirmations. And then I do a 10 minute silent meditation every single day. And I do this to get myself in a peak state because like we're talking about getting through depression and getting through really, really hard times. It's like, if you can get yourself into a good state every single day, like those times will happen a lot less. And yeah. so like now my emotional intelligence is like, I take care of my mental state so much now that like times like this are very rare, but even when I'm going through hard times, like I have a counselor that I see once every two weeks yeah. that I help process these emotions so that they don't sit inside of me. What do you, what do you mean? I thought counselors are only for people who are fucked up and, and you know, Dude, counselors are for people that are emotionally, <laughs> that want to be emotionally intelligent. That, that want to be successful. Yeah. yeah. I thought the same thing. I thought people that talked about the problems were like, were like, were like weak, but yeah. it's like, Talking about your problems makes you strong because then they don't sit inside of your head and you get them your out. Problems. Yeah. Yes. You get them out. Exactly. You get them out. Exactly. exactly. I love that, man. Let, let me, let me ask you this. Cause we, you know, I, I have this conversation on a lot of these podcasts around morning routines, what makes people successful in the morning. And one of the things that keeps coming up pretty repeatedly is evening routines. Do you have an evening routine mm. at all? Or is, is that just that fly by the seat of your pants? Just make sure that the morning routine is rock solid. That's such a good question. And I, I, the only thing that I do in the evening is from like 6 PM to 8 PM is no work. That's my rule yeah. because I try like to spend two hours fully present. So yeah. 6 PM to 8 PM is no work. And then I always prep my schedule for tomorrow before I end my day. Yeah. And so I don't like to like roll into my next day. Like I'll always take five minutes to look at my schedule for tomorrow and like mentally like kind of prepare. And, and it's not even like, you know, I don't visualize my schedule, whatever. Yeah, you, I, like, you don't have to like start accomplishing and everything. You just got to know that it's there and it's right. clear. Right. So like, even like, as an example, our podcast today, like I knew like at 2 PM that I had the podcast. And so like in my head, I'm like making sure that I'm like planning my day so that I can be in a good state by the time our podcast comes around. Right. So that's the only thing that I really do every single night is make sure that I'm not working past six, six thirty yeah. sometimes. And then, and then making sure that my schedule is prepped for tomorrow. Yeah. What about you? What do you do? 
Uh, it's a good, uh, si- very similar, actually. <laughs> is, is this the the Brian Mark show now? Are we t- turning it around over here? Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, like similar, like uh, so, six o'clock for me is the cutoff. Nothing ever happens after six. So, yeah. so very similar. Six o'clock, six o'clock, the cutoff. Um, I'll do so. Basically, I do uh, five gratitudes. So five thing that I, five things that I'm grateful for or appreciate. Um, five things that I can celebrate that I accomplished during the day. So basically every, you know, five things that I did well during that day, one thing that I can improve on. Um, and then I basically do like a a brain dump. So any, any of my to-do list that's still in my head, I make sure to write it all out, get it all out of my head and onto a piece of paper. Um, but the goal, the goal is very similar to like what you're talking about. It's like, I want the latter part of my day to be incredibly, like disconnected from anything work related to make sure that like by the time I wind down and I'm, I'm ready to, and same thing to you, I have my, my to-do list for the next morning. I, I just put my one thing. So basically I put it on a sticky note. I sit it here on my desk and it's the one thing that if I accomplish that before 7am, before most people wake up, then my day would be successful. Cool. Right? I love that. That's really cool. So same, same thing. And then I'll, you know, I'll spend, uh, you know, the last, 30 to 45 minutes, Maddie and I kind of have like a relationship, uh, little thing that we do where each of us will tell us, tell each other, uh, one thing that we've accomplished, one thing that we could do better. And then one thing that we love about each other so that we're constantly reminding each other what we love about each other. And then I'll read for maybe 30, 45 minutes before going to bed. Can I ask you a serious question? Yeah. Why haven't you told me how many things you love about me? Oh man, Brian, I love, I love your smile. (laughs) <laughs> I love your smile. You've, oh, dude, you've got, it. It. You've got a smile. You've got a smile that radiates for days, man. Um, I love your energy. I love the way that you show up. I'm all right, all right, all right. I'm, I'm not afraid to tell a man. I'm not afraid to tell a man that he's got a beautiful smile and that he's got great energy. All right, like <laughs> I opened that can of worms. That was my fault. <laughs> <laughs> totally fine, man. Totally fine, um, dude. So I, you already you already kind of described like what what you define success as, and a lot around. Um, you know, your morning routines and things like that. I think the one, the one thing that I, I have to ask is what's the one thing, if you, if you could pick one thing, what's the one thing that you wish you learned in school? The one thing I wish I learned in school. Hmm. Yeah. That's a good question. You caught me off guard. The one thing I wish I learned in school. Um, hmm. I wish, um, I, yeah, I wish somebody would have said to me, um, uh, just trying to try to figure out the right way to phrase this. Um, it doesn't matter what you learn in here. It only matters what you do out there. I like that. Can you, can you expand? I think that a lot of people put a lot of weight on, you know, their education and certifications and degrees. And don't get me wrong. There are certain fields that were, that's absolutely essential. It's required. Yeah. Um, like you, like if you want to be a doctor, you need to go through the steps. Like you can't just walk into a hospital and say like, Hey, give me a scalpel. Like I, I respect that. But I think that when it comes to business, um, I think that it has a lot to do with like getting out of, you know, this need to, you know, over consume information and get into massive action. Like, yeah, like get out there and start doing stuff like start, start making mistakes and start like and, and, you know, go full speed at your mistakes. And I think that so many people are, you know, so cautious with their actions because they want to learn as much information as they possibly can. And so in that over consumption of information, it's just like a bunch of procrastination and it doesn't end up going anywhere. And so I think yeah. it's so important for people to get out there and start doing things and like and go after the things that you want. And like if you want to start a business, like start 
Like, don't yeah. read a book about it. Like, go out there and start. And I wish somebody would have told me that sooner because I would have started going for it sooner. Because I didn't really start like going for it until I was like 23 years old, and that's when it started taking off. But yeah. I didn't. I didn't start doing that until I was 23 years old. So um, I, I wish somebody would have told me to go for it faster. And by the way, if you're if you're listening to this podcast and you're older than 23, that does not mean that you're behind the eight ball. It means you need to start now, right? So I, I you know, one thing I always tell people is the, you know, the old Chinese proverb: the best time to t- plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is now, right? Yeah. So time 100%. time to start taking st- time to start taking action. Doesn't matter what age you're at. You know, I, I always tell people my one of my personal mentors, Jack Canfield, uh, who everybody knows, Jack Canfield, author of Chicken Soup Chicken Soup for the Soul didn't have a best-selling book until he was 55 years old, right? Yeah. So nobody knew who Jack Canfield was until he was 55. His career didn't start until after he was 50. Mm. So just, just a reminder for everybody. And, and I, I want to I touch on that. Like, it's never too late, ever. Yeah. It's yeah. never too late. And it's like- It's this, too late if you yeah. decide it's too late. Dude, this podcast could be the reason that you're like, yo, like, I'm going to do it. Like, I'm going to do it. I've been holding myself back. I've been consuming information. And like, guys, don't even get me wrong. Like when it comes to like, I think that the people that are listening to the podcast are the people that have the potential to blow up and go to that next level. But how many podcasts have you listened to? Yeah. And when is, when is it going to be like, you're just going to make the decision? Like it's literally a switch. I'm telling you, it's a switch inside of your mind where you're like, I'm going to fucking do it. Like I'm gonna do and it. Let's, and let's I'm be clear, it. Brian's not telling you to stop listening to my podcast. He's listen saying listen to this podcast more and also do it. And do it. And do it. And do it. And take action. It's gonna be so much more rewarding when you're listening to this podcast, recognizing like this was the podcast that woke you up and made you start 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 to go after the things that you wanted in life. Like it's, that's it, you know, I was I was just at a mastermind in Miami, and and Jim Quick is in the mastermind with me. Um, and for those of you who don't know who Jim is, he's the brain coach for people like uh, Hugh Jackman and Will Smith, and like all these famous professional people. And he helps teach them how to learn. And one of the first things he says about learning is that the biggest misconception about learning is that knowledge is not power. Right? Mm-hmm. Everybody thinks knowledge is power, but knowledge times action is power. So if you're just gaining knowledge, knowledge, but you're not taking action, so knowledge times zero action, well, what's anything times zero? Zero. Zero, mm. right? So just like Brian's talking about, you could learn all, you could listen to all the podcasts, you could read all the books, you could go to all the certifications. In the end, if you're not taking action, you will have zero power. Dude, I, uh, I, 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 I heard a quote and it's kind of sticking with me right now. It says, um, you can get smart from somebody else's knowledge, but you can't get wise from somebody else's wisdom. Oh, I love that. I love that. I think somebody else's I, I think we're gonna, wise, but from somebody else's wisdom. I, I think we got to close on that. I think that's just too good of a bomb. Um, but, uh, but Brian, dude, thanks for showing up today. I mean, you show up every day, but sh- thanks for showing up with me and with, you know, everybody at shit you don't learn in college. Um, really appreciate you, man, and everything that you do. What's, what's on the horizon for you that people need to know about and how can they learn more? Well, uh, if you are an online fitness coach, I am your dude. I'm just going to say that. Um, he, is, so he is your dude. There's no I question. I am your dude. So I've, uh, I've worked, I currently work with 800 students uh, in the 10K Coaching Academy. Uh, we've helped 123 of them cross $10,000 a month. So my like, the arena that I play in is, is for personal trainers that are looking to go online. So if you're listening to this and you're a personal trainer, come check out my page at BMarkFit. I'm happy to serve you on any level that I possibly can. Um, my, my next thing right now is like, so we talk about things that, you know, people, uh, aren't doing um, the amount of people that have a thousand podcast episodes, I think are like three. It's like, it's like Joe Rogan, Tim Ferriss, who else? A thousand podcasts. My, my buddy, Rob Dial has, I think he has a thousand and something. 
Okay, so Rob Dial. I think there's like the amount of people that have a thousand podcast episodes are few and far between. So that's where I'm going. Uh, nice. I'm currently at 385. I want to get to a thousand in the next couple of years. So I'm doing five episodes a week right now. Um, so that's my next thing. And then, um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. That's what I'm working on right now. Yeah, beautiful. I'm going to make sure, you know, everybody, everybody make sure you check out Brian. BMark Fit is the place to go. Even if you're not a fitness entrepreneur, you need to follow the guy. He knows his shit. He knows what he's talking about. Uh, but Brian, thanks for showing up today. Love you, man. Really appreciate it. Dude, I got you. Thank you so much for having me. All right. That's all we have for today, folks. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. And if you did, please share this episode on your social media and tag at Xander Fryer. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star rating so you don't miss any other great episodes. We can only spread our message when you share this knowledge with the others that need it. So we really appreciate the support. Thanks a ton. Thanks.